Good morning. Welcome to, or good evening, uh, depending on when you watch this or listen to this podcast. Uh, welcome to the MT for Christ 24-7 podcast. I'm MT Clark, and uh, this uh, is going to be lesson three of the Celebrate Freedom Discipleship course. Um, for, and the title is The Enemy. And uh, this lesson is, is geared towards Christian discipleship, uh, Christian recovery. Um, it, it is intended to uh, expose a uh, possible cause of some of our hurts, habits, and hangups, and that is demonic influence. Um, so it's the, uh, the, the lesson is on the enemy, and it does presuppose a Christian worldview and belief in the Bible as the inspired word of God. Um, so there might be some, it might be an advanced class for some people. Um, it might be, uh, might shake your theological understandings. Um, but, um, it all, it is all based on the word of God. Um, and, um, teachings I've learned through Freedom in Christ Ministries. And this is, of course, this was based on my master's thesis for Christian counseling, which would dealt with recovery and, uh, and, and I hope you enjoy it. Um, I did create uh, a PowerPoint presentation, so I'm going to share my screen uh, so we can go to that. Let's see here. And we're sharing it and we're going in display mode. Boom. All right. The Enemy Celebrate Freedom Discipleship Course Lesson 3 by me, M.T. Clark. And we move along. Um, and, and it's discipleship principle three is we must know that Satan and his demonic entities are real and seek to destroy us by influencing the way we think. We must be aware of their tactics to be victorious over their attempts to deceive, tempt, accuse, and condemn us by knowing who we are in Christ and by living according to our faith. Uh, the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 5, 8, to be self-controlled and alert because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So you have to know. Uh, the Bible documents the existence of Satan and evil spirits on the earth, and the following verses show us that the enemy can influence the thoughts and actions of people who want to follow the Lord. People like Judas in John 13, 2, the word says, and supper being ended, the devil, having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. And people like David, First uh, Chronicles 21, 1 tells us, Now Satan stood up against Israel and moved David to number Israel. And uh, then there's Peter, uh, Matthew 16, 23, Jesus said, but he, but he turned to Simon to Peter and he said, get behind me, Satan, you are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. And that mindful, you know, thing uh, indicates that Peter was speaking the thoughts of Satan. He was opposing what, well, he was opposing what Jesus said, and Jesus is the word of God, so he was directly opposing what Jesus said. You know, that's satanic. Uh, if Satan could influence these men, you know, Christians must recognize that the battle with the enemy takes place in our minds and that the things we think or feel could be caused by the enemy. Uh, in our recovery, we can see that the temptations and negative mind states we experience that drive our hurts, habits, and hangups may come from very real personal demons. And we move on uh, 
two, uh, um, the next slide, it says, a bad mood, toxic thoughts, voices, or the enemy. Um, Saint, and we have to be aware of Satan and his schemes, as 2 Corinthians 2.11 tells us, in order that no advantage be taken us by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his schemes. You know, whether negative mind these negative mind states are, or, or demonic oppression, there are common aspects of experience that are present in people who suffer and seek to mask their pain or comfort themselves with unhealthy substances or relationships. You know, people with addictions or codependency issues. Um, they suffer from things like depression, constant temptation, low self-esteem, tormenting voices or thoughts in their heads, uh, anger, rage, hatred, sarcasm, fear, anxiety, guilt, and shame, distorted th and distorted thoughts about God. Uh, all these can take place. Um, you know, this, these are common common mind states are people who who have hurts habits and hang-ups so are these negative mind states just us or could demons be influencing us to do wrong and make decisions that can harm and potentially kill us individual cases vary of course but the good news is that the remedy is that the remedy of faith christian living and spiritual warfare overcome these problems whether they come from the flesh the world or the devil enemy tactics to defeat the enemy we must know how he operates the following are the ways he seeks to lead us into darkness and keep us from serving and fulfilling our purpose for the kingdom of god the battle is in and for the mind in second corinthians 2 11 uh, 3 says i'm afraid however that just as eve, eve was deceived by serpents cunning your minds be may, may be led astray from your simple and pure devotion to Christ. And again, we were shown that our minds uh, are can, can lead us astray. You know, the, by who? By the serpent's cunning. That's the enemy. And the primary tactic is uh, deception. Satan is a liar and has used this attack since the original fall of man. His deceptions are cunning because they are often partially true. For those in recovery, the fact of Satan lying ways would should cause us to do two things. One, always seek the truth. To protect ourselves, we, we test any information we are given by the Bible standards for morality and whether or not it's factual. Also, Christ as the embodiment of truth is our example and, be, and he's our Lord and Savior, and he can be called on to deliver us from temptation and give us strength, you know, call out to Jesus. Um, and then, of course, number two, we should always practice the truth. If we are turning from our old ways to God's way for our lives, we must take a personal commitment, uh, make a personal commitment to always be honest. Ephesians 4, 25 through 27 tells us, therefore, putting away lying, let every one of you speak truth with his neighbor for we are members of one another be angry and do not sin do not let the sun go down on your wrath nor give place to the devil so lying and anger you know are tied and related to the enemy and if we're given a place to the devil he can afflict us um you know this isn't you know we're not making stuff up this is all from the word of god 
and of course everyone knows that uh, the enemy is the tempter you know the devil is the tempter as we're told in matthew 4 1 that, that then jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil um, the enemy's goal is to use lies to keep us locked in our vicious cycles of temptation, sin, accusation, and condemnation. Genesis 3, 4 through 5 tells us that the enemy lied and tempted Eve by saying, you, you will surely not die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. <laughs> if the devil tempted Jesus, he would certainly tempt you and me. Uh, from the first temptation of Eve in the garden, we can discern a few things about his methods. When the en enemy tempts us, he contradicts God's word. He goes, no, you surely, if God said we die if you eat the fruit, he's saying you sure, will surely not die. He attempts to convince us to meet our legitimate needs in illegitimate ways. Um, I'm sure Eve wanted to be more like God, and so... The, the enemy is saying, eat the fruit that you're not supposed to eat, and that's how you can be like God. You can you can be more like God um, by, by doing what he says not to do. Um, and not only contradicts God's way, but he, she, he provides an illegitimate way to meet that need. You want to be more like God. But, you know, he, he gives you a shortcut, and that's sin. Um, and he often exaggerates the desirability of the object of temptation to the exclusion of the other aspects of it, or from the consequences of giving into temptation. You know, um, he used he, he he tempted Eve to eat the fruit uh, to the exclusion of knowing you would die, and he denied it. You know, you will surely die. And did she die physically? No, but she, there was, you know, she died spiritually and she was separated from the Lord and they had to leave the garden and, oh boy, sin came into the world and everything changed. It was the fall of man. Um, so yeah, he, he hides those consequences. Not just do it. Feels good. You'll do this, but he doesn't tell you the, the, the full truth of uh everything because he wants you to you know resist and rebel against against god uh that's why he's the enemy here we go we move along to what to do when tempted um well first corinthians 10 13 says no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man god is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it so when we are tempted we need to follow our first principle and seek the truth if it is against god's word we need to stop and refuse if the immediacy of giving in, to, uh, giving in is being pushed, we need to pause and contemplate the consequences of giving in. Will giving in go against what you want to do as a follower of Jesus Christ? Will it result in eventual shame, guilt, or emotional, mental, or physical pain? Uh, if we examine our desires, thoughts, and experiences as they happen, we can see when we are tempted challenge the temptation with the truth and stop the vicious cycle in its tracks and how do we take the way of escape <clears throat> we take the way of escape by changing what we think uh, uh, uh changing what we're doing or by physically leaving where we are as the photo shows the guys running down the highway um <clears throat> since coming to faith in christ we have been set free 
Uh, we, but we need to believe it. It's important. That's believing by faith that we are free of sin. And so if you don't believe it, you'll just always fall into it. So if we believe we're free from sin by faith, we can be free of sin. Oh, so we have to first believe it and then take the way of escape. Uh, we have to change what we're thinking, change what we're doing, leave, uh, you know, flee from sin. Um, if we say no to temptation one time, we prove we are free. And sustained victory is just continuing to believe that we are free and repeating that victory one day at a time. This is how our freedom can be won and maintained through our faith and sin. Um, let's see. That seems simple enough, right? <laughs> but can it really work? With God, nothing is impossible. Uh, but we have to cooperate with him and understand the sin that so easily besets us. First uh, John 5, 18 through 19 tells us we are convinced that everyone fathered by God does not make sinning a way of life because the son of God protects the child of God and the evil one cannot touch him. We know that we are God's children and that the whole world lies under the misery and influence of the evil one. Um, 1 John 5, 18 and 19 tells us that the whole world is under the influence of the wicked one, but the Christian is different. Those who put their faith in Jesus are born of God and have the power to say no to sin. To help us, help us to make that truth a reality, we must understand sin. Uh, sin is meeting legitimate needs in illegitimate ways. Sin is missing the mark by not living according to the way God, God's word instructs us. God does not deny us pleasure, but he does prohibit that which will harm us or lead us into darkness. For every need we have, God has a plan to meet it. The need for sustenance is met in nutritious food and drink. The need for intimate love is met in marriage. Uh, the need for joy is met through the enjoyment of the things God has provided and through the fellowship we have with him and others who know and love him. Uh, the Bible makes it clear that Christians do not make a practice of sinning. To be in harmony with God and our identity in Christ, those in recovery need to embrace their freedom from sin and turn from the, the old ways that uh, would associate them with the devil, uh, with the enemy. Uh, to do this, we need to do two things. We, we must love the Lord with obedience and learn to hate our sin. Uh, John 14, 15 um, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Love, it's what it's about. Um, we need to love God and make our obedience to his word an expression of our love for him. The way we live and communicate with God defines our relationship with him. Our obedience demonstrates that we understand and love him. So love the Lord. Uh, with your obedience <laughs> anyway and the second part of that is loving the lord's great but we also have to hate our uh, hate our sin hate your sin it's not my sin it's your sin everyone's got their own sin you know there's general sins but the ones that mess you up all the time the ones that keep you you know that is defined by your hurt habit or hang up that's your sin. So let's take care of your sin and my sin. Um, Psalm 119.104 says, Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. 
You know, the Lord, the word of God tells us what's wrong. And when we get that, we understand it. And then we sort of hate the things that go against it. Um, and hate's a strong word, but that's what we should do with our sin. Hate, we need to change the way we think about our sin. We need to hate it. Um, you can't say, oh yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't drink anymore, but boy, do I love it. Like, no, that's not going to work. You have to say, you know what? I used to drink and have a lot of good times doing, doing that, but you know what? It was really messed up because a lot of bad things happened. And, uh, and I learned something about myself that I can't really do that anymore because of all the, you know, it goes against God's word. And when it says, you know, all those verses about drunkenness, show me that it's wrong. The consequences of my actions were, were obviously painful. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to do that anymore. And, and it separates me from the Lord. It, and when I'm uh, disobeying him, I'm not in harmony with the Lord. So I, I'm, I'm going to do it because it's wrong according to God's word because it has horrible consequences. Um, and it separates me from God. And I don't want anything to get in the way of my relationship with the Lord. And so when we have all those three things, we can, we can really hate our sin. You know, it, it's wrong. At least it has bad consequences in it, and it gets between me and my Lord. Um, so I'm going to hate it. Our substance or sin of choice is something we found pleasure in. We're keeping it real. Uh, we enjoy the sensation of our sins, and that is why walking away can feel so unnatural. We're addicted. Uh, however, if we honestly look at our sin, we will see that there was a good deal of pain, desperation, and suffering involved in it. Our sin's darkness was revealed by its bad consequences. Our not following God's ways leads to shame, guilt, loss, and pain. To hate our sin, we must look at the truth of how bad it truly was and change how we think and feel about our sin. We must remember the consequences and learn to hate our sin for what it is, a lie and a trap of the enemy who seeks to destroy us. Accusation. Uh, the enemy is also known as the accuser of the brethren. As uh, Revelations 12.10 sh shows us, um, uh, the, the word of God says, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. That'll be a great day when Christ uh, comes to rule and reign forever. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, with uh, which accused them before our God day and night. So Satan's busy accusing us day and night before God. Um, and he does that in our minds too. When we sin, the enemy is delighted and uses our sin to accuse us of not being real Christians, that we are not free from sin. Um, he claims that our failure proves that sin is a fact of our life that we cannot escape. If we believe him, we stay in bondage. And then with accusation follows condemnation. Um one of my favorite verses is Romans 8, 1. Why? Because it says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Um, so if we change that verse around, uh, if we walk according to the flesh, there will be condemnation. Where does the condemnation come from? It comes from the enemy. Because as we can see, um, uh, according to my text, condemnation is a feeling of strong disapproval. 
Um, God has approved us through our faith in Jesus Christ. We are accepted, significant, and secure. So although God will convict us of our sin and encourage us to change, the enemy uh, doesn't do that. While, while his accusations usually cease after sins are committed, the enemy keeps a steady stream of condemnation in the afflicted person's mind to keep them in chains. What we may think of as negative self-talk could be assisted or created by the enemy's influences. His condemnations, condemnations make us feel low, but he is only setting us up. When we are low enough, the enemy is there to lie and tempt us to sin once again to make us feel better, completing the vicious cycle of deception, temptation, sin, accusation and condemnation as i share in the diagram here uh the vicious cycle is our is the enemy's tactics uh he gets us to believe lies like it's okay to get drunk it's okay to have these extramarital affairs or whatever whatever sin your sin is he he convinces you that it's perfectly okay even though it goes against god's word so there's the lie and everybody's doing it and this that you know everything to 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 tempt us into doing it um, you know, what are you going to believe the word of God and follow it, you know, follow the way of the world. Um, so he lies to us. He tempts us. Uh, he says, Hey, it looks pretty good to me. Who cares what God says? And then we give in, you know, by guilt, you know, like a peer pressure, the pressure of the world, the pressure of the enemy, it draws us into temptation and uh, it leads us to sin. And as soon as we sin, uh, the enemy's there to condemn us, uh, you know, first to accuse us, like you call yourself a Christian, you know, you're, you're a slave to sin. You're not a Christian. You're evil. You're bad. You're no good. And then he comes and condemns us, you know, that, that bad, you're no good. And you're, you're a bad person. This is just the way you are. You were born this way or whatever. It's all condemnation. And, and so when we're feeling bad again, we'll, we'll be tempted to rebel and, you know, forget about feeling guilty or or, or bad about our sin. Uh, forget any conviction to change, and just give in its sin and 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 start it all over again. I lived in this vicious cycle for most of my life. I wasn't always a, a, a born again disciple follower of Jesus Christ, and I lived a you know twenty five plus years in in the bonds of alcoholism, drug addiction, sex addiction, food addiction. And you know, talk about <laughs> talk about a triple threat. Um, you know, substance, sex, and food. Well, I guess it's really only two things. Um, but anyway, that it, is a vicious cycle and again you can the good news is we can be free of it. Um, which we're moving it on. Moving on to the good news. The authority we have the authority to be victorious. Uh, as Luke 10, 17 says, the 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Uh, the good news is that when we are in Christ, there is hope because the battle has already been won by Jesus. We just, we, we just, mu we just must, we just must use the authority. We must use the authority he's given us and claim our victory. Um, Matthew 28, 18 tells us, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Christ's victory on the cross has been passed on to us who have faith in him. We have the authority to cast out evil spirits, say no to sin, and live a victorious new life. 
but we must resist the devil and fight. Uh, James 4.17 tells us, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Um, people point out, or, you know, this text is very clear. The uh, first step is submitting ourselves to God. Uh, Lord, I believe that Jesus is my Lord. I, I believe that what Jesus did uh, matters. Uh, I believe that he died for our sins. I put my faith in him as my Lord and Savior, and I, I agree to follow him with the way I live. That's submitting to God. And then, if you do that, then you can resist the devil. Because otherwise, it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, you got to sort of submit to God first. Um, you have to come under his authority and given his power and the Holy Spirit within you um, to be successful. Otherwise, you're just, you know, trying to fight a bad habit all by yourself. And the enemy's not going to respect that because you, know, you have no authority unless you come under uh, the kingdom authority um, that's given to you through a covenant relationship with Jesus Christ when you put your faith in him. <clears throat> so then, you know, if we have that authority, then if we resist the devil, he will have to flee. And we might have to command him to flee, but he will. Uh, Second Corinthians tells us more about the battle. Um, Second Corinthians 10, 3 through 6 says, for we walk Though, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all our disobedience when obedience is fulfilled." These verses tell us that even though we have authority over the enemy, we must resist him. Our battlefield is the mind. Resisting the enemy involves challenging every thought that would, would tempt, accuse, or condemn us as untrue. Proclaiming and living according to the truth uh, and our identity in Christ is our means of victory. Our tactic is to stand on the truth of God's word and reject any thoughts that would come against us. When we have the truth of God's word as our foundation for living, we can break the enemy's vicious cycle and begin living in the spirit where God guides us into a virtuous cycle that bears witness of the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives. Who? The Holy Spirit, that's who. Um, he's our ally within. The Holy Spirit is our friend, encourager, and source of strength. 1 Corinthians 3.16 tells us, uh, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? The Holy Spirit indwells all believers and motivates us to live according to God's will for our life, which is, which results in good works, such as refusing to sin, reading the Bible, praying, going to church, doing acts of kindness or service, being generous, being loving, forgiving others, sharing the gospel, and seeking to fulfill God's purpose for our lives. The good works confirm that the word of God is true and that we are new creations. And this encourages us to endure and to continue to follow Christ regardless of circumstances. Living our lives for God confirms our identity in Christ, which encourages and motivates us to progressively follow him into more freedom, <clears throat> to break the vicious cycle that has plagued our lives. We must live out our new lives in Christ by renewing our minds to think and act according to God's way for our lives, replacing our hurts, habits, and hang-ups with the hope 
love, and joy that comes from living a life that is infused with meaning and purpose from God. And we're going to wrap it up. Um, well, first we'll say, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. That's from Ephesians 6. Um, the, uh, the, we're wrapping it up. The battle is real. In this lesson, we presented the fact that as Christians, we have a common enemy in Satan and the forces of darkness. He seeks to destroy us, but will settle for making us ineffective by keeping us in bondage to our sin. The enemy's primary tactic is deception. If we believe the enemy's lies rather than the truth of who we are in Christ, we make ourselves vulnerable to his attacks. The battlefield is the mind, as scripture has indicated that the enemy can put thoughts into our consciousness to deceive us, tempt us, accuse us, and condemn us. The enemy uses our weaknesses against us and causes us to stay locked in our vicious cycles through a cyclical strategy to tempt us into sin only to accuse and condemn us to make us prone to another subsequent fall. The fact that these are spiritual attacks makes it difficult to discern if we are just battling our flesh or if it, it, it is indeed the, an enemy agent that is continually pulling us into darkness. The good news is that the remedy for either one, whether it's the flesh or the enemy, is that we are to resist the, is faith. You know, we are to resist the enemy by appealing to the truth of God's word and who we are in Christ. If we continually seek the truth, we will see the enemy's lies for what they are and reject them. We rely on God to show us his will and ways for our lives. Uh, we can further confound the enemy by renewing our minds to hate our sin and grow our relationship with God. So our obedience to his will for our lives becomes an expression of our love for him. When we live life in the spirit, we'll be guided by him into good works, which will confirm our identity in Christ and encourage and motivate us to continue to live a righteous life. Through our cooperation with God, our vicious cycle is ended, and our virtuous cycle of abundant living can replace it. And that virtuous cycle is life in the spirit. And uh, as I show in this diagram, it's a very simple diagram, the, tr the truth replace, replaces the deception. It, it, the truth replaces the lies. The truth of God's word becomes the center of our life, the center of what we believe, the center of what we think and meditate upon. And when we think and meditate on the word of God and what the Lord has done in our lives for bringing us to, to salvation through faith in Jesus Christ, we're motivated um, to do good works. And what are the good works? Like, like we detailed, you know, reading the Bible, praying, um, try, you know, turning from sin, sharing the gospel, going to church, being nice, you know, being kind, <laughs> being nice, uh, being kind, being faithful, uh, being gentle, uh, the fruit of the spirit, you know. So, and when we, when we see ourselves do those things, when we see that we're, we've been motivated and we're changing our lives by doing these things, doing these quote unquote good works, um, that, that confirms like, wow, I really, I really am a Christian. Um, I really, God really did do something in me when I said that prayer to make Jesus my Lord and Savior. I am spiritually alive now, and and now I'm living a different way. Um, that confirms that the Word of God is true, and uh, 
I'm I'm greatly encouraged. And guess what? I'm going to be motivated to do it all the more. And this whole whole living in the spirit becomes a different light way of life for us. And we can turn from our hurts, habits, and hangups as we get victory day by day. Um, and we grow uh, when we follow the Lord. He reveals more to us through his word. So we recommend Bible study and prayer so you can keep walking and talking with God and he can show you the way. A disciple, and this is a discipleship course, a disciple is a student. So we're to learn from the Lord and learn from our past mistakes, examine our lives, and change them to uh, to follow God's way for living. When we do that, we can we can know um, um, the abundant life that Jesus wanted us to live. So that is the end of our lesson. <clears throat> As always, we encourage people to check out uh, mtforchrist.org, where we share um, daily uh, daily, uh, daily resources, basically a Bible study or an encouraging word, uh, resources from, uh, Christian theologians and Bible verses. Um, and, uh, you know, just my experience, my life, um, as I walk, uh, day by day, um, little by little into, um, into what I believe God wants me to do. And, and that's just to share the message that yes, you can be free in Christ. Um, if you know who you are and you, dedicate you know you choose to follow jesus with the way you live um you surrender yourself to him you know things can change but you do have to resist the world uh and the devil and flesh and uh you know really go to war um in the spiritual realm by deciding i'm not going to do what's wrong anymore i'm going to do what's right according to god's word even if the world resists it and uh is against it i'm going to follow jesus and uh, when you do that, you can have you can have victory and freedom. And I wasn't always this way. Um, I wouldn't be I, if you ever told me I'd be doing any of this uh, ministry stuff. Uh, I wouldn't have believed it because I was really in a world of darkness before uh, before going into before Jesus saved me, and then and then subsequently bringing me to recovery. And uh, and it's been progressive. Uh, first got set free from alcohol and drugs, then sexual immorality. And then lately, um, through it all, was battling the food thing. But, you know, in this latest season, 2023, I really went to war. Uh, as I, I started leading a recovery group at my local church, I said, you know, I'm free of alcohol, drugs, uh, and sexual immorality. Um, you know, um, we really got to take down this food addiction thing. And in the last last several weeks a couple months uh we've made great strides and i'm in the best physical uh shape i've ever been because i i saw the lies behind the food industry and and the you know the truth of what foods are good and bad and you know the fact that 80 percent of our our victory over the over our health concerns about weight and everything else 80 percent of that battle's going to be what goes in your mouth um, so, uh, just if, if food addiction is your thing, you can run, you know, it's like grace versus work, uh, works, truth versus, you know, work. Um, we have to know the truth of what's good for us and practice it by not, you know, denying the truth, you know, of eating the foods that are bad or giving yourself a break when discipline will give you benefits. Um, so I encourage you. Victory is possible, but do it through faith, not just your you know, sweat of your brow. Um, you can work out all day long, but if you're going to, you know, sabotage yourself by eating, 
um, and cheating, literally cheat days, guys, really? Um, <laughs> like cheating, adultery, adultery in the food realm. Um, don't cheat on your food plan. Um, you know, be true to it and um, walk in the way you should go because the Lord will lead you into victory. And, and that's all we're here to do is encourage you that when you follow the Lord, you don't have to follow me or some particular church or particular pastor and you follow the Lord in spirit and in truth, he will guide you into the freedom that you never thought was possible. So that <clears throat> concludes our lesson for today. And we're going to finally stop sharing our screen and say, uh, thank you for tuning in or listening wherever you are. And let me pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for another day in your kingdom. We thank you so much for all that you do for us. We thank you for the freedom that you've won for us through Jesus. And Lord, we pray for anyone who's uh, reading or listening to or watching this message, uh, Lord, that you would come alongside them, their prayer requests and their walk of faith, because we all need your help, Lord. And um, as we go forward today, we just pray for you to go before us, open our eyes to the things you want us to see, lead us in the ways we should go, because all we want to do is represent you in your kingdom and show other people how they can be alive and free in Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, and we love you. We pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you all, and have a good day.